Get it. Let's get it, get it. Now look at Marcy. Really? Oh, so that's how you're going to play it. You're going to do this? Okay, fine. That's all I needed. That's all I needed for him to do that. And it, it became personal with me. What's really good, my people? Welcome in the No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Dick the Quick with me as always. You know the deal. First Take Tuesday. We got to talk Canelo. My man was out there doing work. We're going to get into that. DK Metcalf out here running 100 meters. We got some thoughts on that. It made me think, who? what sport has the, the most athletic players? We're going to get into that. I think that's an interesting conversation. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll close that out. Then, NBA, the play-in is coming. Brad Beal trying to go for 50 every night. Steph Curry going for 50 every night. They're trying to win the scoring title. Baysmore said, yo, it's tough to keep up uh, with SC30. Uh, Beal did not like that. We're going to talk about that. Beal had some things to say on the interwebs, on Twitter. I got the video. We'll talk that. We'll, we'll close it out. NFL talk. Over-under totals come out, or the schedule comes out tomorrow. NFL totals are out. Tim Tebow is back playing football. Quick talk on that. A couple of things to talk about. Big Nick the Quick, what's happening? Yeah, what's good? What's going on? Man, not too much. Hey, shout out real quick. Rest in peace, Colt Brennan, the Hawaii, the Hawaii legend. Yeah, I uh, yes, I agree with that. Yo, double check your mic. I don't know if you're hooked up. You might be getting audio, computer audio. Gotcha. But yes. RIP Colt Brennan, bro. I remember uh I remember that season and when they played Georgia and that was the Sugar Bowl. That was just unheard of that a, a a team like Wisconsin would even get to that stage. Yeah, that's I think you're good now. That a, that a team like that would even get to that stage. Shout out Cole Brennan. He was uh he yeah. was he was ahead of his time, you could say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. You back on the mic now. We yep. back locked. Yep, yep, yep. Um First take Tuesday. Rest in peace, Cole Brennan. We gotta talk Canelo. Did you watch? You watched the fight. We were watching. We was texting a little bit. Of course. Yo, first things first. We gotta talk about the entrance. Look at Canelo. Look at the production he put behind the entrance. Viva Mexico, dog. Viva Mexico. Look, <laughs> they said that there were 75,000 people in there, and I, I'm going to go ahead and say that 74,000 of them were Mexican or of some some Mexican descent because they were they really showed out for Canelo. Dog, Big he time. Had, he had all he had the, the whole He had the whole squad in there. I never, seen a, I never seen an entrance like that. that never. I, I just gave you all a little 25-second clip of Canelo Alvarez's entrance to the ring on Saturday. Yeah. Go go watch it on Twitter, YouTube, wherever you want to look it up. It's about five minutes and forty seconds long. Yeah, it went on forever. It was <laughs> it was some insane, insane big ass production. But yo, when you got the biggest the biggest draw and you can fill a building with all your people at seventy thousand plus, the biggest yeah. boxing crowd ever in the United States of America, then you got to have a big ass entrance. Well, and also, and, and we can't we can't 
fail to mention that Michael Buffer walked out looking like a billion dollars. Shout out Mike Buffer. Was, was just dripping, dripping money. Shout out Mike Buffer. I read somewhere, and this was like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that he gets a million just to show up. Um, so that number's probably gone up now, but like, yeah, he gets a million just to show up, owns the phrase, let's get ready to rumble. You you can't say that if you want to. We can't say it without having to pay for some money. Shows up in the all white tux with the rollies shining. Got it. The hair, the hair looks fresh, just looking <laughs> like a million dollars. But it's funny, man. We've been um, you know, I think we talked about this a few episodes ago. I've been watching a lot of UFC, really hasn't been a ton of big boxing matches since the pandemic hit. Yeah. Um, and the difference between a boxing production and a UFC production, it's it's just not even close. It's not even like close. boxing is a production. Like if the you thing. think that, you know, the time in between like undercard and main event in a boxing match could be two hours if they if you want to play it that way, right? Like the UFC, they keep it moving, like hey, five minutes in between, we're gonna clean up the octagon. Y'all motherfuckers got like 30 seconds to get out and start fighting. Boxing, hey, we're talking about Pacquiao might want to finish watching the game. Canelo right. might want to have a full mariachi band. You know what I mean? It, it, who knows what might happen in the boxing match? But uh, yo, let's also on. yeah. No, I was gonna say let's let's. Uh, I hear you. It's got to be a production. It's a production. That's, that's part of the draw. Before yeah. we before we kill this uh, this Canelo talk, <laughs> how do you feel about uh, Sounders throwing in the towel? We know that, he, that at the time he might have had a crushed orbital. Um, where are you at, real quick, with you know folks just quitting a fight? Is it smart? Is it pussy? Is it because yo, if you're watching the fight, he started to come on in the middle of that. Fight. I thought he, yeah, I thought the fight was. I mean, I know the judges didn't have it too close, but I think to the eye, it looked not even. I think Canelo had him by a couple rounds, but it's not like he was getting his ass whooped. Um. Look, man, I mean, smart, it's always smart. <laughs> you, know I mean? you never want to go in there and take more damage than you if you feel to. that your body can't. But I think it's pussy. Do I think it's soft? Like, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, he he quit, right? He quit. He wasn't a doctor that made the decision. And if you look at right. it, he was in there saying no. Like, no. no. Mas. I don't No mas. No mas. Right? And I think I had texted you, you know, like maybe in the second round, I go, oh, that uppercut, it's going to be game over. Because Canelo was hunting him with that uppercut all finals. He's going to catch him with that uppercut, and then it's over with. He caught him with the uppercut. To his credit, he didn't fall down, but he was cooked. He was finished after that. Yeah, it was Um, over. And then he goes back to the corner, and it was like, yeah, there's no chance this guy's getting up. The eye closed up. And after that uppercut, if you look, they turned to him. They showed his eye was like, this big. I mean, his shit, it swelled yeah, up immediately. It was, yeah, it was over with. So there's no he, doubt he that he so was... Flush. Yeah, he was injured, not hurt. He was injured. And uh, he <laughs> can't see, he can't see. I just feel like a lot... There, Not a lot. Some fighters probably would have went back out there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I'm not going to fault him for it, but did he quit? Yeah, he 100% quit. He, he, he wanted no more parts of it. He got his check, though. He's going to retire. He'll be fine. He's going to go back and... Uh, He's one of those, uh, he's a Romaniskan traveler or some shit. You see, he had Tyson Fury out there with him. Yeah, he's a gypsy, that gypsy He's a gypsy, shit. yeah, those dudes yeah, bare knuckle box. Go, go yeah. see uh, Snatch if you want an idea how those folks live. <laughs> um, they're they're yeah. wild. So, nice. yeah, shout out shout out to Canelo, man. I'm um, happy he got his contract with the zone and all that shit figured out because I know they, they were trying to fuck him on some money. Yeah. Uh, it seems like everything's good. At the end of the day, the money talks and, you know, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I saw a lot of a lot of a lot of cats. He still saw the one dude. I don't know who it was, but he had the shirt that said uh, both these dudes are dodging me or some shit like that. I just yeah, like the spectacle. That's part of the production. Part of the production. Like who's next? Who's next? 
Yeah, as so, part of the production. And then they no had doubt. the new. You see the new promoter come up at the end. The, the slick British dude. The English dude. Yeah, oh, he's a big, yo, he's a big guy, time. He's a big time promoter over there. No more Don Kings. This is the new face of the promoter. This guy, face. that guy, slick, looked like a million dollars too. I don't know who he is, but shout out to him. I know he's big time. Yeah, shout out to. I, I don't know about his name, name man. We gotta see if we can get him on the pod. That dude <laughs> looked like he, he looked like he already had the next six move planned out when he came out there. Like just walked out, like he, he had the air of confidence. He's like, yeah, we're gonna, you know this fight. Yeah, we're gonna make this fight. Yeah. So hopefully, boxing takes a, a note from the UFC and just makes fights. Like that's the biggest thing that misses. And we we love boxing, but you gotta make the fights. I always give Dana White the credit. I know he own, owns the wrong word, but he controls all the fighters under one league, which isn't the case with boxing, which is why Canelo had 15 belts. Um, but, you know, you got to make even carry all the belts. It, it, yeah, they had, they, had a, they had a belt guy to put belts on him. It's like, no, this one goes this way. Yeah, um, But so hopefully they figure out a way, unify everything, put it under one thing, make sure folks still get paid, but have the fights. Make the fights, man. Make the fights. That's all I got to say to boxing. Make yeah. the fights happen. We need them. All right. Let's, let's rotate over this DK Metcalf situation. DK Metcalf goes out. Y'all know the story. Y'all been paying attention. DK Metcalf goes out. He wants to train and run the 100 meters, possibly, you know, some, some type of pre-tryout for the Olympics, right? He goes out. He runs a sub 11. He runs like, I think it was like a 10, 8, 9 or something like that, somewhere around there. But it was a solid time, but he ended up second to last in the group. So, first off, how did you feel about that sprint? How did you feel about him doing it? Did you feel like he was being disrespectful to the runners? Did you feel like no, it was a spectacle or it was just, yeah, go ahead. How, how did you so, I mean, if I'm the Seattle Seahawks, I don't want him doing that because he pulls a hammy and that throws off the offseason program for him. So I'm surprised well, he got permission. Did he get um, permission? I have no idea. Maybe he didn't. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, no, I thought it was great run. I mean, first off, you're running against professional, professional runners, right? So I, I don't expect him to beat those guys. I don't expect him to be in the front. The fact that he was keeping up with those guys is amazing in and of himself because he's 120 pounds heavier than the next heaviest guy. Like, this is not a small man doing this. Right. I don't know the exact measurables on DK Metcalf, but I think it's around 6'3", 250. He's 6'3". Two, no, he's not that big. 232. 232 was just yeah. straight muscle, while most of these runners are about 6 feet, 190 pounds, right? 200 pounds. Nowhere less. near the amount of yeah. mass, less, that, that he carries. So the fact that he's out there and keeping pace – and looks good. It looks like he belongs. Like, if I was just watching that and didn't know who DK Metcalf is, I'd just be like, damn, that's a big-ass runner. Um, they probably want him to lose some weight so he can be faster. So the fact that he can move at that speed and keep up with those guys, and again, this was a professional race. This wasn't some amateur event or some bullshit like that. These are some of the top runners in the world, and he was keeping up with them. So, yeah, I thought that that was extremely impressive. Very impressive. I think you could find other guys in the NFL that could keep up. I don't know how many guys at that size you would find that would be able to do that except for Kyle Pitts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Kyle Pitts wins that race. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts could walk and win that race. Kyle Pitts wins that race. <laughs> like 100, 100, 100 meters? Was that? Yeah, Did that Kyle, last week. <laughs> Kyle, Pitts, Kyle, Pitts, Kyle Pitts win that race by about two or three days. But no, in all seriousness, yeah, that was the most impressive thing about me. Not the fact that an NFL player could keep up with pro runners. The fact that an NFL player of his size could keep up with professional runners to me sure. is it's it's amazing. It worked out perfectly. He 
went out there. He only trained for a couple months. People in the track community were worried about him get him embarrassing folks or him making people look better. Like they like they thought that he was, you know, making them? a mock. Mo- well, no, but making a mockery of their sport. Like you just gonna come off the street, train for a show month, up. and I think you're gonna sh- show up and outrun some of the best hundred meter hundred meter runners in the world. Like not gonna happen like that. So yeah. I think it worked out perfectly. He didn't embarrass anybody. He didn't disrespect anybody. He came and said, "Yo, I just want to run with some of the best in the world. See where I compete." He trained for two months. Didn't get hurt. Showed up, kept up, didn't look out of place, and he doesn't. That's not what he does. Yeah. Also, a big thing. Acho was there. Sam Acho, Fox Sports. Not Sam Acho. Who am I thinking of? Emmanuel Acho. Emmanuel Acho. The one who, the one who can't dress. Yes, the one who sometimes can dress and then sometimes has where's some really just just disgust, just disgusting stuff. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> but uh, Emmanuel Acho was there. He tweeted the video and he came out and was like. I went up to DK and asked him, what made you run the 100? What made you actually do that? Like, what's the, why are you doing it? What was the point? And he was like, I just wanted to do it, man. Everybody talks about how fast they are and this, that, and they could be this, this person in a race and this, that, and the third. I just wanted to come out here and run on the track, put up a good time and see what I could do. So I respect that. I thought it went perfectly. He didn't get hurt. Now it's time to focus the football. Shout out DK. But it did have me wondering what sports – what sports has the best athlete? Has the best athlete? So we're talking out of like the five major teams. Yeah, sports. like what when you think what sports do you think have the best athletes? Is so we're going football, NBA, NHL, NFL, baseball, yeah, soccer, hockey, soccer. Whatever. whatever. Right, six major sports. What those soccer in whatever. there for you? Um, here's my thing with this, man. I think, in my opinion, I've always felt this way: the best athletes in the world are playing in the National Football League. And here's why. You have guys that can jump, run, all that in other sports, right? The difference with the NFL is you're required to do it at a size that is not required in these other sports. Baseball, there's no size requirement at all, right? You have little tiny guys who are killing it. You have big guys who are killing it. Basketball, obviously, you want some height, and there's different things. You want some size. Soccer, I'm assuming it's kind of like baseball where it's not size isn't as much. you know, whatever. For me, the NFL, you're talking about, we just talked about Kyle Pitts. We just talked about DK Metcalf. You're talking about every year there's a big-ass linebacker coming in running a 4-3-4-4, right? These guys are expected to maintain that speed and agility while also being much larger than the average human being. That's the difference for me. A long time ago, someone told me, you have to be a freak of nature to play in the NFL. And it's 100% true. Out of all these sports, The NFL is the only one that has an entire week dedicated to putting prospects through workouts just to make sure that they are athletic enough to play in the NFL. There's no football being played in the combine, right? You are not lining up going 11 on 11. It is not a measure of skill, right? It is 100% a measure of do you cut it in the NFL athletically? We don't care about your film. We don't care about your numbers. We don't care about your production. We don't care about any of that. There's a fine line. If you cannot meet this level of athleticism, you just cannot play on Sundays because the athletes that we're throwing out there are too good. And yes, that happens in basketball, right? I'm sure in some cases it happens in baseball. I'm sure it definitely happens in soccer, right? But not to the level of which it happens in the NFL. 
There is a level of athlete that you have to be at to play. You could take the biggest offensive lineman in the NFL, right? Some big, go get me Orlando Brown, any one of these fucking guys, right? And line them up against somebody who's relatively quick. That NFL lineman is keeping up with or beating them. Look at some of these times. You got six, seven linemen running five twos, five threes. That's fast as shit for someone that size. Don't let someone run a, a sub five. You got some of these guys running four nines, four eights. These are offensive linemen. Where else do you have Cam Newtons walking around? We're talking about a 6'5", 240-pound quarterback that runs a 4-4, right? Like, where else do you have guys like that walking around? So the prerequisite for playing the NFL isn't being good at football. It's being a freak of nature. We look at guys like Tariq Cohen. We call him the human joystick. These guys stand around just doing backflips. Like, it's just, it's crazy. They're just a natural level of athleticism that you need to be in the NBA. A great example is, remember when KD was coming out through the NBA combine and he couldn't bench press 185 pounds, yes. right? And like, that's one of your NBA tests and he couldn't do it. Well, guess what? He still went number two in the draft and is one of the greatest basketball players ever to play the game. So whereas in the NFL, if you can't hit your 225 or whatever it is, you're not getting drafted. You're not, you can't show up here. We don't, we don't want you. You see so many good college players that just don't have the athleticism. So many good high school players that just don't have the athleticism. Each level you get at, the players are that much more athletic. So I think the NFL has the best athletes just because they're all freaks in nature. And that's not discrediting any other sport. It's just you're not finding men that move that fast that of, at that size anywhere else on the planet. Yeah, I think the size and speed thing is a good, a good judge of who, who is the better athlete and who's not. Everything you said was dead on. I think even in basketball, to, to, to go on that KD lane, you don't have to be in the tippiest of top shape and be the most athletic to make a major, major impact in hoops. Mm-hmm. If you're, you, you might be skilled enough and you might be, you might have the mental sharpness and know the game of basketball. You do not have to be in tip-top shape. If you want to play defensive end or linebacker or running back where they're just beating you up every single play, you got to be in tip top physical shape and you have to be able to move and move quickly, have bursts, all that. That's even, like, even the line under all that gut, trust me, there's a uh, muscle go, up here. Go and look, the at legs, Aaron, look at their legs. Like, go yeah. look at Aaron Donald. Like, yeah, yeah. Not a game. It's not like, a game yeah, down there. You saw there him in the hard knocks when he's walking around without his shirt on. Like that's a that dude is straight jack zero fat. You know what I'm saying? Miles and he's Garrett. Miles Garrett. Yeah. They're yeah, different. that Miles Garrett photo. Like you just don't have human beings walking around like that in yeah. other sports. That's a great example. And Miles Garrett runs a four four. Yeah, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's not natural, right? It's just not natural. You guys like over the years, you got guys like Paul Pierce, not the most athletic dude, but mentally we'll sharp. Kill you. Could get, could get anywhere he wanted, could handle it enough. The, the MVP this year, Jokic, is, is not a physical specimen no, by no any means. No definition. Never seen a weight room. James Harden literally could go to the yeah. club, to the gym, and give you 40. Like, it so just doesn't so happen that hands, way. So yeah. it's hands down football. Yeah, it's hands down to me. Yeah, like, again, like the so- combination of size and speed, the fact that there are athletic benchmarks you need to hit to even be considered, like, that to me is the one that really sticks out. Like, you can't 
really make up for a lack of athleticism in the NFL. Like, who's your favorite slow linebacker? Even that line, a slow <laughs> linebacker in the NFL runs like a 4-7. You're like, oh, I don't know. That one-tenth of a second literally determines whether or not you can make it in the NFL. And that's why you see guys who are just straight freaks, like this dude from Penn State who had zero sacks but ran a 4-3-7. What is it, 6-5, 270, and ran a 4-3-7? What is that? Yeah, where do they, where do you make that? That's a freak of nature. You can't you can't like you know what I mean. So yeah, I think that's why when and obviously in other sports you do have some guys that cross over to freakiness, right? Like LeBron James, freak of nature, obviously, right? Uh, in baseball, I, I can't think I, I can't think a lot of baseball players offhand, but lots of freak of natures out there. You know what I mean? In soccer, I'm sure you can name a bunch of guys who athletically are just at a different level. But they're also not expected to be 250 pounds and maintain that and walk around that way. Like, all you need to do, if you've never seen it in real life, like anybody, if you've ever seen like an NFL player next to you, it's hard to describe how large they are. Like, just big in places that there's and no reason solid. to be big in. Just solid. solid. Arm like this. Big neck and like solid, this. Bro. Head like this. Legs like this. Like, it's just, they're just big, dude. All over. Like, I'm you know a big dude. I stand next to an NFL guy. It's like, I look like I'm not in shape like that, but it's like, I look like a dwarf. You know who I, who I shook up with way back in the day, and I was actually shocked at how rock he was? On uh, pause. Back away. Back away on that one. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> um, Tank, Tank Johnson. Oh, yeah. Ex Bears D tackle. He was outside of Hackies. I shook up with him and I, I did the 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 pull in and like banged him on the back. And how and in my head, you see him on TV, you're like, he looks kind of soft. This dude was fire plugged. Yeah, just you know what I mean? Yeah. And he just looks like a fat stout. dude on TV. Exactly. Yes, yes. exactly. That's like yes. a perfect example. So, yes. yeah, man, it, it is it's, – it's a different beast for these dudes. In the 100%, NFL. man. It's a whole other ball game. And I, I think a perfect example, too, is a guy like DK being able to, to walk over to another sport on two months training. And he didn't even get last. He, he was keeping up with folks. And he, he yeah. didn't lose by, by, by that much of a time. You know what right. I'm saying? I don't think there's anyone in any other sport that can walk over and play football, but I do think some football players can walk over and play other sports. Maybe. I absolutely think. Maybe not basketball. I think basketball, there's – yeah, yeah, 100%. You could throw some of these dudes on the baseball and be like, look, man, three times out of ten and get a hit. Once you're on base, it's over with. Like, well, like who's, who, well, who's like, playing yeah. in front of DK Metcalf on the base path? Right. What catcher wants that smoke? Like, nah, go ahead, bro. Like, well, and, <laughs> I, and I also think over, over the years – these guys that played two sports were were football guys first. Mm-hmm. Like Bo Jackson was a football dude first. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know if that he would say that. If you asked him, he'd probably say, "I know, I did both, bro." But like, nah, bro. At Auburn, Bo was Bo, and he was a football guy. First. Great example. Tim Anderson grew up playing football and basketball. Didn't start playing baseball till later in life when it wasn't going to happen for him in football and base and basketball. Said, "Oh, I'm right. gonna go play baseball. Cool." And that's yeah, nothing like I don't want this to make it sound like anybody can walk up and go play baseball or any of these other sports because they're it just there's a physical requirement. You, you you just it doesn't matter how much in the gym you are, you might not be able to get there. Yeah, Kyler Murray, Justin Fields, like you said, Deion Sanders. Those were yeah. those are football guys that play baseball too. But baseball, they were football guys first. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's, it's a different type of athlete, no doubt about it. Yeah. All right, let's move over to hoops because. It's hoops. 
Yeah, like, I can mean, I give a can I give a quick first take? Yeah. On one thing, just quick quick three minutes, man. Just because I don't know why this is bothering me so much. Yeah. But when it broke yesterday, it's bothered me. Yeah. Hey, shout out Kenny Main. Yeah, like, shout out Kenny Main. Shout out Kenny Main. Like I I yeah, I know times change. You want like I just don't understand why you get rid of Kenny Main. I always appreciate people who do a serious job and don't take themselves too seriously. Like some of these sports center people take them and ESPN people take themselves very seriously. I just like, I just always thought Kenny Main was fresh. He had the jokes, absolutely killed the, this is sports center commercials. If Kenny yes. Main was in the, this is sports center commercial, it's a hit. So I just <laughs> think it, it's sad to see Kenny Main go, especially on the same day that they extend Chris Berman, who look, I don't care what anybody says. I have never been a fan of Chris Berman or lame-ass Tom Jackson that used to be with him. I always thought both those dudes were clowns. Hey, Tom, Tom is a Tom, Tom Jackson straight edge, man. Tom is a lot of – I don't even want to call Tom what I want to call him. But, <laughs> um, but you know, it has Tom in it. But, um, <laughs> yes. But, yeah, man, like, and I'm, I just never been big you on – be You said he'd be hanging out with Dicker? Yeah, he's out there with Dick and them boys talking about he, – he wants everybody to stop sagging their pants. Um, Tom Jackson. Tom yeah, Jackson. so shout out Kenny May, man, an original. Um, yeah, that was yeah. just – it just sucks to kind of see that go. I think I tweeted about it twice. I was so torn up. Because I was watching like a, a month ago, and I'm like, man, I think it's dope that ESPN has kept Kenny Mayne around. Like, hey, this dude's dope. Like, I'm sure he's a cool guy to work with, like whatever it might be. I don't know. Then you got these lame-ass dudes like Boutergrass and people like that who – who are, who are poor man Kenny Main? Poor man Kenny Main, yeah. Butcher Gross. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Um, and all the way through, kept it kept it loose and and, and funny. Always. Even when he did get did get let go, he tweeted out like, yo, I'm leaving the SPN. Uh, cap casualty. Cap casualty. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, how are you letting this guy go, man? Like. And they could have been paying pay. him, like, yeah, I don't. But how much was Kitty Man? You know, like all he does is host Sports Center at this point. Like, give him his million bucks and keep he's him probably, moving. He's then. probably pretty expensive, honestly. He's probably, probably a million, a couple million. He's been he's there for probably, thirty years. He, yeah, he's probably expensive. He does features and all that stuff. But right, yeah, well, he then, was. He's all those guys from my childhood or our, our childhood. I they're all say. gone. Kenny Man, Stu. Um, who's our guy at, at our that that does NBC or not NBC uh, NFL Network Eisen. Oh yeah, Rich Eisen. Uh, all those Eisen's still around because he's still on TV. But all yeah. those guys were ESPN dudes that I rocked with. Tough and that they're not there anymore. Shout out Jay Harris though. Jay Harris still holding it down. Jay Harris. We were talking. Who were we talking about today? Uh, Michael Rooks. Smith. Michael Smith is gone. What about Rook? Our girl Rooks. Oh Taylor. Uh, no, no, Carrie Champion. T- they're the same person though, but they're like <laughs> they're both tough. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Uh, yes. Car- yes, Carrie yes. Champion. She's not there anymore. Yeah, shout out Carrie Champion. Jamel Hill, but like I said, Jamel Hill left with the bag. I think they had to pay her out, and she's had like two years left on her contract. So shout yeah. out Jamel. But they did her grimy. Um, yeah. At the same time, we were we were applauding Greeny last week, so they got some shit, good shit going on. But man, get rid of some of these clowns, man, and and let Stephen keep Stephen A. He's a national treasure. Stephen A. I love Stephen <laughs> and get rid of Jay Will. Not a Jay Will fan. Not a Jay Will fan. Okay, say less. Yeah. All right, let's move over to the NBA. I got we got to touch on this uh, this this Kent Bazemore Brad Beal situation. So just to give y'all some background on this, Beal and Steph Curry are going after the scoring title in the league. They're right around thirty-one a game. They're both going nuts, and they're trying to keep up. 
Beal scored 50 the other night when they played heads up, but Bazemore post-game said, because uh, so while he dropped 50, Beal's going to miss the rest of the season with a hamstring. Oh, is he out for the year? He's going to be out for the rest of the – I mean, there's only, what, three regular, games left? The regular yeah, season, though? the regular season. I, I don't know anything about after that, but they said he's going to be – probably he's going to miss the next couple for sure. We, we need a caption of Russ like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's going to – yo, he was mi- – <laughs> Russ was minus 400 yesterday to have triple double. Really? Yeah. Minus, that's, that's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Minus 400 to have a triple double. That's stupid. And still almost like, man, maybe should I? Yeah. So <laughs> – so it's crazy, but so Beal and Steph are going crazy against each other, trying to get the scoring title. Beal scores fifty, but pulls a hammy. And after the game, Bazemore says, "Yeah, you know, it's tough to keep up with Steph out here. You see guys, you know, pulling hammies." Beal did not appreciate that. Started tweeting at Bazemore, called him a clown, said he was soft. What else did he say? Uh, he said, I don't play for you. You're a lame. Yeah, you're a lame. You're a nobody. Gift. You don't understand why I play. Right, like, yeah. All like types that. of shit. Like, just really, really took it personally. And this was Baysmore, or this was Beal, excuse me, this morning. We'll get to Baysmore. But this was Beal this morning on first take talking about the situation. Comments about you and Steph battling for that scoring title. Congrats on that. What's your reaction to him more recently saying, Bradley, that he's just joking around? He said, we got guys hurting hamstrings trying to keep up. Talk to me. I didn't like that. That I didn't like the last part of the comment. Uh, the first half of it about what Steph was doing was, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, 49 and 29 minutes is, I think everybody in here can agree that that's remarkable. And yep. Truly amazing, right? So nobody's arguing that. Uh, but I didn't mention you. I didn't. I, my hamstrings have nothing to do with why I go out there and play the game. And for me to injure my hamstring and then you kind of make a joke about it, I don't. I don't take that too fondly, honestly, um, because I take pride in being somebody who. My first four years, I was always labeled as an injury-prone guy. I was always labeled as somebody who couldn't stay on the floor. Um, so I take pride in my body. I take pride in being on the floor and being available for my team and, uh, and giving my team the best chance to win. My main focus is getting us to the playoffs and that's all I'm focused on. And so, uh, that was just all I was just trying to kind of get my point across. Just keep it, keep your situation over there. Let's just keep it hoops. Uh, you know, don't, don't make fun of something that that's not funny. Big Nick the Quick, your thoughts on Brad Beal and, uh, him, him taking that personally. Yeah, so the first take part of it, whatever, the, the Twitter part is where I really take issue with him. Um, first off, dog, listen, man, you're Brad Beal. You led the league in scoring last year or second. You're leading the league in scoring this year or second. You're an all-star. You know, you're one of the highest paid players in the league. You're the face of your franchise, right? You're a top 25 player. All, all the accolades, right? <clears throat> Why, number one, are you responding to Kent Bazemore. Like, why are you tweeting at Kent Bazemore? Why are are Kent Bazemore comments even registering in your brain? Why are you angrily tweeting at him multiple times? Like, this is one of those situations where you tweet at him, then you think of the next thing, like, oh, you know what else? I don't play for you, dog. And he was a bitch. I'm like, dog, he was really at the crib fired up about this. Meanwhile, your team is playing great basketball. You guys have taken yourselves from being one of the worst teams in the NBA to one of the hottest teams in the NBA at the right time. 
No one wants to see you in the playoffs with your two-guard combination. The last thing I'd be worried about would be Kent Bazemore. I would 100%. Remember, remember when uh, Rajah Bell was talking about Kobe and they asked Kobe about it and Kobe said, who? Who's Rajah Bell? I don't know that guy. Who is that guy? Right. That's exactly what I would have said. Like, dog, you're so beneath my level. You're so beneath someone that I think about. If we play against you guys in a series, you're not a factor, right? You play 14, 15 minutes a game. Like, great, good for you. I understand you got grossly overpaid by Atlanta, and maybe that has you feeling yourself a little bit more. But, like, dog, like, cool it. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's, I wouldn't even say all that. That's what I'd be thinking. But my response would be, who? Hey, look, man, we're over here trying to trying to get in this play on game and solidify our playoff position. I'm not worried about uh, who uh, Kenneth Bazemore is what I would have called him. Something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just let them know, like, yo, you're beneath, beneath me. But not like, oh, you got me hot. And now you're talking about my hamstrings and you're making jokes about things that aren't funny. And you're a clown. And I don't play for another man's approval. Like, shut the fuck up, dog. Like, I think the biggest thing is, is. That got you that riled up? That yeah. little shit? That I think comment? It wasn't even that, shit. Yeah, that comment got you that upset to where you you were you had to fire off tweets while he's playing in a game. He was playing yeah. this was, he was he was during the game. A, was yeah. tweeting, tweeting at him live during the game. <laughs> the came like, what? If anything, it makes Bazemore look better. It's like, oh, it's more pub for me. He tweeted at him live in the game. Like, he's not going to respond, bro. He's at the free throw line, bro. So yeah. that that was what it was for me. Listen, now I will say this. I, I hear Beal saying, I've been labeled as a guy early in my career that was banged up. Now I haven't been banged up. I've been hooping. I take care of my body. I'm always out there to support my team. And, you know, me and Steph are, are out here putting on a show, and, and I happen to pull a hammy. That has nothing to do with me trying to keep up with Steph for this, that, and the third. So I, I feel him on that, but I, I didn't like – how angry it got him that that's not something i mean hey look i'm not i'm not anyone to you know who am i to say what should get you angry or not but man you're trying to make the playoffs you got a bigger bigger goal in mind fuck kevin baysmore and whatever statements weren't even that inflammatory man like he literally just said like man jug you got dudes pulling hamstrings like yeah it was about you dog but like it's Kent Bazemore, man at the end of the day this wasn't kd talking this wasn't someone who's on your left like yeah here it is. Here's Kent Bazemore's thoughts. This is post-game after the dust has settled. He got an opportunity to, you know, go see what Be- Beal said. This is uh, Bazemore after the game. I mean, I, I I guess you can't joke anymore, but, man, whatever. It's, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I'm a pretty lighthearted guy. I don't, I don't, you know, I stay at my own lane. I don't, you know, say things that ruffle feathers. But, hey, man, it's just a, uh, if you want to know what my loyalty is, it's the SC30, so, I mean, anybody out there chasing them, it's going to be tough. But, you know, whatever. It, it kind of got out of hand. I didn't check my phone all day until after the game, so it's kind of blowing up. Uh, but, you know, I ain't, I don't get involved in that crap, man. It's, I'm going to go home, love my wife, watch some Peaky Blinders and go to bed, dude. I got, I got work to do tomorrow. Yeah, whatever. Like, shout out Baysmore for handling it like that because he's pretty much thinking the same thing that we are. Like. Right. Whatever, dog. Like it wasn't even that serious. I'm making jokes. I'm a lighthearted guy. Like it's Kent Bazemore. I wish he would have said, "I hope we see y'all a play." <laughs> if you ever, uh, if you if you ever get a chance, though, 
Read up on Kent, East Kent, versus West. I hope I see y'all. Hope we see y'all sometime soon. Read up on Kent Bazemore and Under Armour and why he's actually very important. Kent Bazemore is one of the talk to your boy DePaula. He'll probably know. Um, Kent Bazemore is one of the reasons that Under Armour got Steph Curry, extended Steph Curry, and has kept Steph Curry. Kent Bazemore has been signed to Under Armour for like eight years. When he was a hey. rookie, yes, there's a whole really? story on it. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm gonna buck it up a little bit, but essentially when he was a rookie, you know, Under Armour, like if you're playing, if you're a rookie and you're playing in like a, a big market, a lot of times you can kind of get a shoe deal because you're on the sidelines, you're on the bench, a lot of camera shots up, you're playing national television. So Under Armour was constantly sending him shit, right? And like Bazemore would always be decked out in like the newest Under Armour shit, big time proponent of the brand, always in Steph's ear, like, yo, they're dope. They send me all this shit. Check out all this new shit I got, like, woo, woo, all yeah. that. So I guess when it comes time for Steph to sign with Under Armour, sign his deal, Nike messed up by calling him Stephen Curry in a meeting. Um, and it circled yeah, back first, to Under hey, First off, inexcusable. Inexcusable. It, it's yeah. not like he's a new guy either. We knew him in Davidson. He was Steph if, Curry. If I, if I'm the whoever's in that room, and I don't know who said who called him that. If I'm the hierarchy, I'm firing buddy on the spot in, in front of Steph. Excuse me, so Steph. Knows, so Go. you're fired, bro. You're, you're done, Steph. Sorry about that, bro. Yeah. My man, you're fired. And uh, go ahead, Steph. Sorry about that. We're, we're, we're back on track now. So I guess he was sure he was sure he was going to sign with Nike. That happened. He remembered how much love Under Armour was showing to Bazemore, who was a rookie. And he's like, yo, if they're showing a rookie this kind right. of love. And like Bazemore is also in his ear like, no, like they plugged me. So I guess even now to this day, um, in 2017, he signed another extension with Under Armour because he's considered to be one of the biggest brand promoters of Under Armour in the NBA. So he's like their guy. So, plus, not to mention, Kip Bazemore got $50 million from the Atlanta Hawks. So, I think it's just all worked out great for Kip Bazemore, which is why when you ask him, he's like, I don't give a fuck, dog. Yeah, what? You don't even know me, <laughs> and I got $100 million, and Under Armour's paying me. <laughs> like, Next. fuck y'all. Like, that's, that's, why, that's why he called him SC30. On brand, baby. On brand. Just promoting right. the brand. That's, that's after SC30, the brand. That, that's the biggest point. I, yeah, I I'll send probably, you the article when I I read it a couple of years ago, and it's 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 fascinating. I'll send yeah, it to you. Send me that. I, yo, I think part of now that you say that part of it, Beal probably feels like he's been underappreciated a yeah. lot of his career, and Baysmore is like, hey, I'm just happy to be here, man. I'm getting paid tons of money time. to play ball. I'm this gonna go great. hang out with my wife and People love me. TV blinders and. Yep. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll retire out with a bunch of money. I'll probably be on ESPN because guess what? People like me. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. And this just ups my profile. You know, I'm the guy that talks shit to Brad Bill, ESPN. Put me on the jump because my career's over. Or I didn't even talk shit, but I get I got I'm getting engagement yeah. off. I ain't even saying nothing like I get that. a reaction out of people. People know right. me now. I'm Kent Bazemore. Show me the money. Shout <laughs> out Kent Bazemore. He can be a Jalen Rose 2.0. Shout out Kent Bazemore. <laughs> So yeah, but I'll send you that Under Armour shit when I see it. But it, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, send me that. I would like to. I would like to read about that for yeah. sure. That's interesting as fuck. I'm gonna holler at the Paula about that. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. Paula was just in town. Shout out Nick to Paula. Man, I gotta yeah. get him on the show ASAP. Rock. Yeah, for sure. Talk some shit about. Ask, some him, ask him about those Zion shoes and what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who designed those? Yes. Uh, well, uh, we can talk about all that. Shout out our guy who called him Skechers. Z k e c h e r s. <laughs> well, yeah, um, yeah. Stephen, Stephen Curry in a Stephen fucking, Curry in a business in a fucking meeting. Business meeting. That's just awful. It just can't happen. Like, imagine if you were sitting in a meeting with a client and you and you called their company the wrong. Like, yeah, you would probably be fired after the meeting. Like, yo, wait. Speaking of that, when I used to work for CBS, we one of our clients was Porsche. And if you don't know, 
it, it's not Porsche, it's Porsche. It is Porsche. Yep, Porsche. And we went to a meeting trying to sell a deal, and one of our teammates called it Porsche, and we didn't get the deal. I heard of I heard of someone who went into a meeting with McDonald's with a Starbucks cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's just and it's like you know we sell like yeah, it's what, stupid. Is that, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, bro. I understand that coffee might not be our main our mainstay, but, but we do it. Come on, we do it. We yeah. got the McCafe rocking. Yeah, come on, my guy. Yeah, man, it's uh, there's a lot of stories like that. People just doing dumbass shit, pulling up in Adidas shoes and shit. Yeah, signing a deal with someone and then and then throwing on like Yeezys and shit. Wait, you said this guy did get fired after the meeting? No, he didn't get fired. I, uh, but we were like, like we, the the lead on the, the lead on the deal was like, dog. The one thing you can't fucking do. We might as well have just walked out the office right then. We might as well been like, oh, I love Ford. Like what? Yo, oh, yeah. and, yo, and, it, and, it, and it wasn't like. Porsche, excuse me, Porsche. He just said it like and kept going and said his whole thing, and he just never called it, never corrected it, never. And they're sitting there looking. Everyone at him like, was just yeah. As soon as he said that shit, everybody stopped listening to what he was saying. It was. Dope. And you're in the meeting, like. Yeah, we're in the yeah, and exactly, we're on the side, like. Just like it makes God, everybody look bad. Yeah, yeah, this nigga just smoked off the whole shit. <laughs> the whole deal. The whole deal is smoked. You know? Why so, are we here? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So. I feel that, man. Make sure your shit is tight. Make sure your shit Especially is tight. Especially with tight. the comp when uh, you go into meetings. Make yeah, sure you know the sure you know Stephen Curry? His name Stephen Curry. <laughs> so I would have been out right then and there. Like, all right, thank you. That's it. Yeah. Dap up. Yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. All right. Let's move over to the NFL. We got a couple things, man. A couple things for the NFL. I want to get your thought. First off, NFL totals come out or are out. The NFL schedule comes out tomorrow. And the leak I've heard is Bears are in L.A. week one Sunday night football. I don't know how we always get all these marquee-ass primetime games, but we do. Well, I know why. Because you know why. We're Chicago. Yeah, they're, you're going to get a lot of, you're gonna get a lot of viewers. LA, yeah, right? you're going to get a ton of viewers. So – that's a leak that we'll see is true. The full schedule comes out tomorrow. Um, before we get to the, the, the over-under and totals that we could talk about, I do want to talk about this Tim Tebow situation in Jacksonville. He's been out of the league, what, seven or eight years? Yeah. Never played tight end. Never. It's going to be a tight end. Word on the street is that he's being brought in for – Almost not morale, but a shift in the culture of the Jaguars. What are your thoughts on Tebow coming back? Uh, does he? Is it just like a let me get some good morale around the guy <laughs> and how shit's supposed to run, and then you won't get a roster slot? What are your thoughts overall? I mean, I guess if your backup tight end is the type of person who can affect an entire football club, I, I don't see how he's going to be in any position to affect any morale in that club. Like, what is he going to do? Walk in there and be like, hey, I'm Tim Tebow, uh, 2009 Heisman Trophy winner at Florida. You know, I had a couple – I had a year in the NFL where I had a bunch of miracle victories, and now I'm going to lead you guys. You guys you guys need Jesus, right? Let me tell you about him. Like, what, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, what is he going to go in there and do? Like, it's a lot different when you're the starting quarterback and you're the reason why people are winning. 
like, yes, you hold a lot of influence. Guys look at you, guys listen to you, because at the end of the day, like, you're responsible for leading them to where they want to go. So you could be inspirational. If you're the backup tight end that everybody's always already looking at sideways and knows you're only there because you won some national championships for the head coach, like, who's going to lead? Who's going to listen to him? Like, who is he going to lead? What kind of morale is he going to change in there in his tiny ass tight end room with, with five or six other guys? He's not going to be on the field leading the huddle. He's not going to be saying, come on, guys, let's go get it. What is Orban Meyer going to do? Put him up in front of the team and have him speak? Like, I don't understand. Like, I, I, that part of it I really don't get. I don't, I don't think he's in a position to affect culture enough. Like, he doesn't have the cachet in the NFL to do that. Like, you want to bring in a veteran who's going to affect culture? Go get, like, a, a, a Chase Daniel or a Ryan Fitzpatrick or one of these type guys who's actually played in the NFL, been around, and can actually help young guys. What's Tim Tebow going to do? Oh, yeah, I've been playing quadruple-A baseball or fucking single-A baseball for the last five years, not really making it past their roster, and now here I am going to come play a position where I'm not going to be able to do it, and I'm 34, and I love Jesus. Like, I, I don't really <laughs> – you know what I mean? Like, that's really all I can see him coming in and saying. I, I, nothing against it. I understand. Like, I don't understand, actually. It's, it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. And it's more indication that Urban Meyer does not understand the NFL at all. Just doesn't doesn't get it. Doesn't understand what the hell's going on. I wouldn't go that far because he hasn't made the team. It's not on the roster, right? So, like, why even? Who fucking cares what he does in the summer and who he brings around? I think make him a coach. He loves Tim Tebow. That that would be an option too. That'll he'll influence more people as a coach than someone trying to take someone's job. Yeah, I agree with that. Make him a coach, right? Let him come on and bring the rah rah shit that he's known for. I think a big thing is Tim Tebow is playing this shit the right way. I'm gonna tell you why. You always wanted to go. Well, first off, you win a bunch of, you win a couple national titles at Florida. You win the Heisman. Um, you get an opportunity to play a little quarterback in the NFL. You make a couple things happen, but overall, you you know, you win a, well, you won a playoff game and uh, off of some bullshit, but you won a playoff game, right? And you're who's that against Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, that's right. The Steelers, that's right. Yep, in Pittsburgh, correct? No, in Denver. Okay, yeah, you're not cut out to be a, a quarterback in the league. Cool. You get you get on TV, you do your thing for ESPN, College Game Day. You're doing SEC Network. You're doing your thing. You get the opportunity to go fulfill a childhood dream and playing baseball. You go do that because you know why? He's always going to have a seat at the television spot. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go play baseball for fucking five full years, and then I'll go holler at, oh, my, oh, wait, Urban got a Urban? Urban? Is wait, that you? <laughs> Urban got a head coaching job at, a, at, at the Jazz in the NFL. Let me, let me, let me get on the line. And holler at my old guy, who essentially quit coaching at Florida because I left. That relationship is they're probably are you, the closest. Are you sure? Are you sure? Because the indictments on his players weren't piling up. It's, it's was, a little bit of both, folks. Folks, he was good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of both. You know what I'm saying? Recruiting some guys. So I'll, I'll go. I'll come play tight end. I'll come do whatever you want. I just yeah. kind of want to be around the gang. And, and, and mess around and just be around the guys. I can sure. do that. That ain't it's no great, problem. It's a great life. I got paper because, in my pocket. Because I'm going to always be able to go back to the television. As soon as he's done, he will be back on television for someone talking about college football. He gave, no ESPN so, he gave ESPN so many years of coverage and, and, and talking points. That, yeah, they owe him. 
He can always he's get a, a job. And, and he's a likable dude. Everyone sure. likes him. Um, yeah, man, he'll have a job on television. Easy, no questions asked. And uh, so, yeah, that's why, he could, that's why he could go play baseball, play football, do whatever the fuck he wants in between because he's going to have a, a dope gig after him. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like if I'm on the team, I'm also looking at this like, dude, or I guess if I'm a, in the organization, another coach, I'm like, yo, every roster spot, and I get you can sign a ton of guys preseason and cut most of them to get down to 53, but I'm like, yo, every every minute that we spend on somebody should be towards someone who's going to end up helping us win a football game, right? Like if I'm the yeah. tight ends coach, I'm like, yo, you mean to tell me I have to spend time with this knowing that it has nothing to do with football? Where you could also sign me another tight end off the street who I don't know may have something because you find guys all the time because we just talked about you just look for freaks of nature. So you couldn't go find me some other freak of nature that maybe you want to teach how to play the tight end position, some other ex quarterback, someone who's played football in the last couple of years, you know, like something like it's just it, it, the amount it, it, it takes time, right? If there's 10 guys in that room, that guy gets 10% of my time. Right. And it's like that's a 10 percent I shouldn't be giving. I could be giving to guys who could help the Jacksonville Jaguars win football games because urban. That's why you're brought in here. Not some guy who's essentially like a rent a pastor who we're going to bring in here. Who's, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you trying to do? And if I'm on the Jags, I'm like, I'm sorry. Do we have a culture problem? Like we're bad dudes. I know we suck at football and have for a long time, but it's like, well, what are you trying to do? And number three. You want to start talking about who needs a, who needs attitude adjustment? You fucking recruited murderers. Your tight end was literally killing folks and then showing up in Gainesville on Saturday to catch passes. I don't want to hear it from you. You are not our moral compass. You can't look in here and be like, this isn't right. We need Jesus. You don't make that determination. You needed Jesus in Gainesville. You needed Jesus <laughs> in fucking Columbus. You damn sure don't need him here. Like, I, I just feel like it's stupid, man. Like, you know, worry about coaching the football team. All your time and energy should be towards finding guys to make Trevor Lawrence a better football player. If I'm Trevor Lawrence, I don't need Tim Tebow in my ear telling me about whatever. Yeah, because I, I, he's definitely going to have a voice in there. Then yeah. If you're he bringing him around, he's going to be talking. I ain't no doubt about that. Yeah. What's he going to get? All right, Tim, break us down. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Right. No, it's a good point. It's it's. Uh, I just think it's it's stupid to me. Like I, I yeah. I, I don't. When I saw that, I was like, wow, that is crazy. And it wasn't even the like big, they're working them out. It's like they signed them. Like, the oh biggest point. The biggest point. They haven't signed them yet. But I think the biggest I point they did that sign you made. Them. No, that that they're, they're expected to sign. Oh, okay. I think the biggest point that you made was every minute going towards developing Tim Tebow or him learning something or whatever could be going to someone else that's actually going to make the squad um, or actually can make an impact. Remember, the Jags won two games last year. Or they won one. Yeah, we got a lot of work. I think they won one now that I think about it. It's one or two. I think they won one game and they lost 15 in a row. I think yeah. they went 1-0 and and then lost 15 in a row. Double check that for me. Yeah, I'm looking at it for you right now. But yeah, one, one and 15. Yeah, they and they won the first game of the year, right? Uh, let's see. So – there's a lot of there's a lot of things you got to work on, and I think you're making a good point. Yeah, so. they won their first game against the Colts, and then they, didn't show, didn't show up for the rest of the year. <laughs> they won their first game against the Colts, who was actually a good team, and they lost 15 in a row after that. So, yeah, yeah it's that. yeah, no no gimmicks, man. Just get yeah, to work. We need to get to work. Let's yeah, again, yeah. It takes away time to have them in there. It takes away a locker space. It takes away an opportunity to look at another guy who could help you. It just takes away finding another natural leader, maybe in your locker room. Like these are things that matter, and I think you're just you're you're, you're doing. It's just a waste of time. You only have so much of it in the NFL. 
Losing 15 in a row is actually kind of, kind of crazy. It is. Um, obviously, we've had teams go 0-16, but losing 15 in a row is that's, – that's right there, right? Like, I, I, I read, in a row? At I, least, like, if you go 1-15, usually you, like, win in the middle of the year. Well, you know, <laughs> you like, over, I think it was, like, over the, last, over the last 10 years or five years, no one spent more money in free agency than the Jacksonville Jaguars. So this is a team that throws around a bunch of money and just never wins anything. So And I've also, in recent memory, I can't remember a team being as good as they were when they went to the AFC Champ game against the Steelers. With so literally, yeah, and with Bortles. And then the next couple of years after that, being bottom of the barrel worst team in the AFC. And Bortles so, was actually good that year. I think he got an extension, too. He did get an extension. He's in the league. He's not in the league anymore. Le- the league was out on him quick, huh? Yeah, no, nah, he's out of the league. Hey, yo, give Blake, we, I'd rather Shout have Blake Bortles than Andy Dalton. He was on the Rams last year. Shout out Blake Bortles. Shout out Blake Bortles. Money I hope, maker. He, I hope, he, I hope he got his money. Blake Bortles. <laughs> I always think money. about, like, yo, if someone's out of the league, I always check how much money they make while they were in. Right, yo, Blake, Blaine Gabbert just got an extension. Brady. Blaine Gabbert's made, like, $100 million playing football. Brady's holding him down out there in Tampa, too. Awesome. Shout out Blaine Gabbert. Hey, Blake Bortles, $48 million playing professional football. Look up Blaine Gabbert on Blaine his new, with, with his new deal, too. Blaine Gabbert been cashing out forever. I think Tom. Chase Daniels made like $70 million and has only started two games. Yo, shout out Chase. He, and he makes like eight per. Yeah, he gets paid. He a good guy. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, go back for another year. Yeah, sure. locker room guy. Give me the Blaine guy. Gabbert number. Right, Blaine Gabbert's career earnings. Twenty-one point seven million. Twenty-one point seven million. Yeah, that's fine. Look, whatever. Yeah. Twenty-one point seven million more than I got. I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> that's yeah. a lot of bread. It's a lot if of bread. Managed, if he's managed his money well, he's fine. Yeah. How much Thanks. do you think Fitzpatrick has made in his career? Fifty-five. Maybe really, not though, because he's always he's always on like a one year. <laughs> Fitzpatrick always on like a one year. <laughs> He'll be in the league forever. He's 38. Six game. He'd be on like six game deals and shit. Talk about a guy who's 100% going to TV when it's all said and done. Like it's, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Shout out Fitz. Fitzpatrick has made $72 million. And by the time it's all, he's playing for a $10 million deal this year with the Redskins, with the Redskins, with the Washington football team. By the time it's all said and done, he will have made 82 million. What's Bravo. Fitzpatrick's biggest deal? Where did he get a, a decent little chunk? Cause he has uh, to he have got a 12 team. million from the jets. He has to have a couple year, chunks in there. Buffalo paid him 13.2 one year and then eight another year. It looks like he made some good money with Buffalo. He made 21, 25 million there. He's so he he's never, but he never made more than 10 or never, like made more, never made more than 13 million at Buffalo. He's just chipping away. But he stays employed and he's getting 10 million this year from the skins. So at two years at a time. Love it. Yeah, Great. Shout out Fitz. Hey, and he can decide if he wants to play or not play. And right. you know, obviously the Harvard thing's been been talked about ad nauseum, so I'm sure he saved his money. That 82, maybe he got some ETH. He could be at you know 150 million. Who knows? <laughs> Seems like shout a smart guy. Shout, shout out, out shout out Fitz, man. I love it. Yeah. Hey, another little rotation. Speaking of bread, speaking of Las Vegas, Nevada. I sent this to the group chat. Dog. Everybody, everybody out there listening now. I just flashed a graphic on the screen. Coming to Raiders Allegiant Stadium, the Winfield Club. Win Las Vegas Casino, the best property in Las Vegas. It's a new concept by Win Resorts. Premium DJs, bottle service, TVs, 42, 42 TVs, 9-inch nine, nine by 35 LED screen, field-level suites spanning the entire end zone. So if you're just listening and you can't see the screen, essentially there's going to be a nightclub with booths, bottle service style, 
with a DJ in the end zone during Raiders games brought to you by Wind Resorts. Big Nick the Quick was not a fan. He said, no, look, we don't need to combine these. Yeah, I've never been at the club and wanted to be at a football. I said I've never been at the club and wanted to be at a football game and never been at a football game and wanted to be at the club. And Edder said we never had the option for both to yes, come back. That's a fact. But to me, I just like I, I picture that filled with the worst people in the world. Like all the people who I wouldn't want to be around at a football game. Like you know the types, man. Just like the, so the douchiest be, of the douchey people in the world. Like So are they gonna be banging music during the yes, game? Yes, it's gonna be a club. They but said they like, have a 45,000 watt sound system. You don't do that to play it on two. That shit to turn it up. Right. But is so, is it just when, what about when the Raiders are on? Oh, coming into that end zone. That shit can't think, be on. I think we saw that front part. What I'm assuming is it goes back to it's more of like a, a clubby back. area. Like that's the front. Like that's the premium. You want to sit in the end zone in those boots like you're paying crazy. Right. I'm assuming it goes back and it's probably like a, a, a nightclub type situation, like a, or like a beach club, like whatever it might be. Might be like Dre's. Like who knows what it's really gonna look like when it's all done. But or maybe just like on timeouts and shit, it just they just turn that shit up crazy, which just seems like a lot. It just seems like yo, it <laughs> seems like I, yeah. For me, like just knowing myself, like I don't love the club to begin with, but I do like it in the right situation. That is not the situation that I want to be in the club or around club people. Like club people blow me. And I feel like it's going to be filled with a bunch of looks like the douchiest Vegas club fire fest people you could possibly imagine. I'd rather like, yeah. And like, I don't know, like for me, and I get why they're going to do it. They're going to make a lot of money off of it. Cause motherfuckers in Vegas got money and looking for shit to do during the day. And Sunday, let's go to the game, send the bottle. Second. It's going to be a bunch of chicks there. Spot. Like, yeah. yeah, it's just not, yeah. For me, like, it's not what I would do. Like t- if you call me and say, Nick, I got tickets to the Legion club. I'm like, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> so like, right. let's not have it be that way but i wouldn't like i'd be like yeah dog i'd probably want to do something else not to mention that's just probably gonna cost a oh grip. yeah that shit gonna be stupid yeah you're you're what it's gonna cost you 10 to 10 to even think about enjoying that, that shit gonna be stupid bottle's gonna be about 2500 as long as they you think they're gonna have a little lady coming up placing wagers for you yeah, they could. Need that too. That's what I want to see about their stadium, though. Like, they really need to build this best book ever at that stadium. You know what I mean? And get multi multi use out of it. The wind needs to build a little satellite, little window, little window over little there window for over everything. There. Yeah, yeah. Some table games like that. If they told me they built a casino in that motherfucker. I'd be like, okay. You know, like, you're playing blackjack while you watch the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that would be sick. So no, I get why they're doing. It. I don't knock them for doing. It. I I do it too. It's just for me, it's not my uh, my ideal way of trying to do it. A lot of that gimmicky shit. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. yeah I feel you. I can't be mad at that. But if they got bottle service in the regular seats, I'm in there. Yeah, I mean they're gonna. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna catch a game out there, no doubt. Yeah, we'll no figure it out. We'll see. We'll be, see what it looks like. It'll be a lot of fun, and we'll yeah. we'll be back and we'll report. Yeah, we'll come back with the report. We'll Maybe let you guys I'll know if it's worth it. Maybe I'll vlog this shit. That's what I should do. That's should find a spot. Hey, we should find a sponsor who's gonna buy us a table at the win for that experience. And just vlog it for them. Oh, we'll make it. We'll have a lot of fun. Sell it, sell it out yeah. for them. Hey, yeah. be like, yo, just give us the fifteen k we need, and don't worry, we'll handle the rest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get you that. We'll get you the return. Don't worry. Yeah, about don't it. worry we'll about it. Yeah. Give, us, give, us, give us the expense report, and we're, we're good to go, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> for all the football fans, NFL schedule releases tomorrow. I was on FanDuel checking shit out. They have um, the NFL team totals are out. DraftKings as well. Make sure you go look at those. The Bears are at seven and a half currently. I think that's an interesting number. Um, 
There was a couple couple interesting numbers. Like, have you seen them yet, Quinn? No, I have not. I have Okay, seen. let me give you uh, – hey, long. Before we uh, – since you haven't seen them, I'm going to go through a couple of these NFL win totals, and I'm just going to have Nick guess some and let's see what – It's so hard for me to think of this with that 17th game because it changes my – Oh, it changes everything. It changes my complete line of thinking how many games a team would win. So yeah. Yes. Like, what is 12-4 and four in a 17 – is it 13-4? and four? Or is it 12 and 5? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's <laughs> Are you a 12 win team regardless, or will you win another game with that extra game? And I mean, we've been we've been watching 16 game seasons since we were, you know, what a forever. What a, what a vicious money grab. Those those guys, they're special. Over yeah, they're they they don't care about that it's shit. It's gonna be 18 within five to ten years, too. Okay, Bears, Chicago Bears, seven and a half. Um I'll, I'll go through our division first. Where do you think the Detroit Lions are win total for 2021-22? The Detroit 17. Lions. Five and, a half. five and a half. Five and a half. Good guess. It's five. Okay. And under and under five is minus 120. So the, the Lions are going to be bad. And Jared Goff is their that. quarterback. They couldn't win five games with Stafford. Goff is awful. Yes. That, that, seems, like a, that seems like a winner. Unless Rodgers is out the division, then Green Bay – could be two wins for somebody. They don't have they don't have Green Bay <laughs> on the list for that exact reason. Yeah, How about all. the Minnesota Vikings? 21-22 over under for the Minnesota Vikings. 17 games. The Bears are at seven and a half. Where you got the what, I what wonder you, I would just wonder how much Packers consideration is being put into these NFC North yeah. numbers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a hard you might be you either gonna get some great value or uh man, Vikings in a 17 game, eight and a half, eight. Eight and a half, dead on. That's what it eight is. Eight and a half, yeah. That, yeah. That's, it's, it's super juice, though. So over eight and a half is minus 145. Under is 125. So wow. they, they expect them to win nine games, essentially. Which seems about – that's what Kirk Cousins does. Yeah. Not, well, nine RG3 told you, man. He's got a lot of money to go nine and seven every year. Nine and eight. Yeah, nine and eight now. Yeah. <laughs> for real. We need um, that sound bite. <laughs> yeah, real shit. Let me see. Who else is an interesting one? Okay, Super Bowl champs. What would you put them at? 21-22 season. Brady's back. They brought back Fournette. They signed essentially all their defenders. Yeah. Gronk is back. Brady in year 90 going for Super Bowl number eight. Where would you put Tampa Bay? 12 and a half. 12 and a half. They're at 11 and a half. So you got them going over. You like you – like, like, Yeah, you, I kind of like 11 and a half. I don't, I don't see – you're thinking like thir- 13 and what's, four. What's that division? NFC South. So that's done. Tampa. All right. That's Tampa, New Tampa, Orleans, Carolina, New Orleans. and uh, Atlanta. Uh, yeah. That's, I think they're going to, they're going to run through that division. There's no Drew Brees anymore. They're running through that division. Speaking of no Drew Brees, where would you put the Saints? That's a tough one. So they're, they're home field. Okay. So they get 21, 22. Do they have eight or nine home games. That's a good question on that. I don't. Yeah, that's a good question. It's the Saints because they at home they're gonna win seventy five percent of their games. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is, right? So I would probably put the Saints at um at eight even. Saints are at nine, nine that's, even. That's very high. Yeah, um, I don't love that at all. I would, I, I would actually pound that under. Really. Yeah, I would. There's there's a lot of uncertainty over there. Their defense is nasty, though. Their they haven't been a quarterback-driven team in a few years. They really have been a defense and and, and run the ball with Kamara. So, well, you never know. Jameis will give you a few. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Jameis, man. Bounce back. Bounce back hey. here for Jameis. Bounce back here for Jameis. 
Yeah, I hope so. Unless they start Taysom Hill, you never know. Uh, <laughs> nine to me seems very high for them, though. That's the first one where I'm like that. I don't know what they're looking at that could see that high. Because ten, because you got to win ten. Nine's an interesting number, and in, with the seventeen games for yeah. like a middling squad, because ten. But ten and seven does that is that that good? Yeah, 10, 10 and six yeah, is great. I mean, ten and seven, yeah, ten it's not, seven that good. not that good, right? So, Lovey got Lovey got fired at ten and six, so ten isn't what it used to be with some of these teams now. And you're losing that extra wild card spot this year, right? The one the Bears got last year is that still still around? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Actually, I don't there think was an extra playoff spot. It? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. All right, keep going. Okay, give me. Uh, I'll tell you one that's pretty telling. Okay, Houston Texans 21-22 regular season win total is four. Yeah, I was going to say four, four and a they're half. They're telling you right now that Deshaun Watson is not going to be there. He's not going to be there. I, I think that's what that means to well, me. Even with him playing last year, they won five ball games. So yeah, but still, but, like Jacksonville is over under six and a half. That's insane. Like, throw me out a couple more teams. I want to. I want to guess. Yeah, uh, Buffalo. Um, I got Buffalo. Okay, Buffalo 11. Bills. Eleven. They are. That's right now. It's ten and a half. But extremely juicy. Well, yeah, what is a 10 and a half at? Minus 170. Which yeah, right. So you're, pay, you you're paying for that? that 10 and a half. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, why would you ever take that? Why, I don't not, know. why not make it a – why not? Yeah, okay. Uh, Cle- a lot of money. Yeah, Cleveland Browns. 21-22. Man, they have so much hype going into the year. Um, 11, 11 wins last year, 11-5. and five, Went to the playoffs, beat the Steelers. The Steelers are going to be down. Dude, I think they got to be at 12 wins. It's 10, 10 and a half. That's with with under juice that one twenty. So you should take a look at Cleveland, bro. Because I do, hey, because I do think Pittsburgh is down for sure. I think Pittsburgh's, I think Pittsburgh's going to be whack. Very down. So take a look at that. Cincinnati. Burrow is coming off literally a, a completely reconstructed ACL MCL on a team that's yeah, no, no old line. Yeah, they're yeah, that's gonna they're not going to win too many ball games over there. I think. Yeah, I think that Cleveland's going to run. I mean, not run away with that division, but their only the only competition is Baltimore. And I thought Cleveland. If you look at Cleveland, the second half of the year, in particular, Baker Mayfield, he was really good. Like he was terrible for the first half of the year, but they're still winning games. He was really good in the second half of the season, and I feel like he's going to carry that into a contract year. So remember, he's trying to get paid this year. Let me. Let me give me. Baltimore. Baltimore is probably an interesting one. I was just going to say, yeah, since you were speaking Baltimore, give me Baltimore. 21-22 NFL. Ten and, ten and a half. Ten and a half. Has to be. 11. So, so, 11. They, got, so they think Baltimore is going to be better than Vegas. Is over That's a, not what they think, but the money, yeah. Over 11 plus 100, under minus 120. 11 is an interesting Over number. 11 is plus 100? Over 11 is plus 100. 12 wins? 12 and 5? It's a great fucking year. At plus one hundred, yeah, twelve and five. What's your, yeah, uh. and you can't throw that bitch currently. Yeah, but see, if you're giving me the plus one hundred, it makes it a lot more appetizing. Yeah, well, that's why they got it at plus one hundred. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, hmm. exactly. <laughs> so there's some interesting, uh, interesting totals. What are the on Bears? There. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay. Yeah, minus one fifteen both ways. I would probably take the Bears to over seven and a half wins. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I think uh, we'll find out soon. Soon enough. I think, the, I think the Bears are over seven and a half wins. Somehow we always win. We always are at a, We have a chance to go five hundred. Well, no, no matter what. what. Last year it was nine, right? The over under. 
Yeah, wasn't it nine? Wasn't it? I think it was. It was, it was, I think it was, it was eight like and a dumb half. high. It was dumb high based off the year that we were coming off of. It was eight and a half. There a lot of people were saying like that was too low, too high. Yeah, it was yeah. dead on. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, make sure y'all go check out the win totals. Uh, they're out. The schedule comes out tomorrow. A lot of stuff rocking. NFL's around the corner, man. That shit is moving quick. NBA playoffs. We didn't even get an opportunity to break down the the NBA and the roundup for the play in, but well, we'll let's give back. let's give them real credit real quick because this play in game is looking like it's going to shape out exactly how the NBA wanted it. On the East, you got stars, right? You're going to have Brad Beal, you're going to have Russell Westbrook, you're going to have those guys. In the West, you might get Golden State versus LA. I know you want those guys playing in seven game series, but man, if you want to create we'll hype around this, this, yeah, if you want to create hype around this, like that's the way to do it. You can pay-per-view that joint out sign me up right for sign real. me it, up i don't care what ron says i don't care what mark cuban says this is fucking great <laughs> right? this is great i am i can't one game elimination the best players in the world we've never seen this unless it's a game seven yeah um the strategy like yo do you want to see russ westbrook and brad bill over one game do you want to see steph curry for one game injuries man there's so much that could happen i love it yeah man it's a, it's a quick refresher on that. So seven and eight play. They have they have they only have to win one to get in, and then nine ten have to uh, have to play have to win two games. So if the Lakers, so say Lakers, Warriors play the seven eight, and the Warriors win, they're in, and then the Lakers would have to then beat the winner of the 9-10 game to get the 8 Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So Fun. Yeah, it's uh, – yeah, essentially the Lakers are playing could, – could end up playing two back-to-back games where they win and get in. It is crazy you got that moment of honesty from Bron on this because, like, to me, like, you would expect Bron to be like, we're not worried about that. We're not worried about that. And, like, for him to be like, this is some stupid shit, like, it's like, yeah. yo, you're worried, dog. Yeah. You don't want to see Steph in them, huh? Yeah. He saw that matchup and we're like, wait, hold on, we got to see who? Right. Oh, right. fuck. I'm right. done with this little light-skinned dude, man. I don't want to play him anymore. That's, that's yeah. what he's thinking. And, like, right. hey, he's back. Yo, playing starts Tuesday, so we'll be back on the mic Tuesday. We'll be able to talk about that. The regular season ends Sunday night. Monday is an off day. Playing's Tuesday. Love it. So uh, we'll hop oh, on Tuesday. Talk waste to you no shit. time. Waste no time. That's it for No Catch-Up today. I'm your host, Sean Little. Uh, shout out Big Nick the Quick, of course. Make sure you follow us everywhere, man. YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Anywhere you get your pods, lock in with us. For Big Nick the Quick, I am your host, Sean Little. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. We out of here.